a healthy ocean is essential to not only human life, but to life on Earth in general. Every other breath of oxygen that we take, we owe it to the ocean. It takes a vital, vital role in managing ecosystems that are land-based, but also in mitigating climate change in general to extents that we're just beginning to understand. And really the problem is that we're destroying this very thing that brings us life. I'm Jeff Stormer, and you're listening to Sustainability at Work, a podcast about real stories of charitable action, community, and giving back. In this episode, we're talking about the importance of ocean cleanup, how everyday actions can empower us in the fight against climate change, and how one organization is stepping up to aid local communities and keep plastics out of the ocean. You just heard from Emilian Henrot, Impact Manager at Ocean Bottle, an organization that funds the collection of ocean-bound plastics through the sale of reusable water bottles. Speaking to Emilian, you get a very clear picture of just how massive the current climate crisis is in the world and how desperate the need for immediate action can be, especially as it relates to ocean-bound plastic. Everything that we produce on land today that we waste and that is mismanaged eventually ends up in the ocean. Pollution in particular from plastic is choking ecosystems, which directly or indirectly are killing marine life at an astounding rate. The problem is, is actually getting worse. Uh, and like what we might be led to believe, uh, virgin plastic production is actually set to double over the next two decades. If nothing changes, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish by 2050. And the thing is, we're already seeing the impact on our environment that that kind of production and waste can have. In September 2022, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reported that Earth's global temperature tied for the fifth warmest September since 1980, and the polar ice caps were recorded as the 11th smallest Arctic sea extent on record. And in America, we saw the warmest September in recorded history. Look, I'm not going to mince words. That is terrifying to hear. And it emphasizes just how immediately we need to start taking action to impact the environment. The problem? The way that we're currently living isn't exactly conducive to environmental preservation. I'll throw it back to Amelia. In the UK, for example, the average Britain consumes about 150 plastic bottles every year. But what's crazy is that even in a country where, you know, recycling infrastructure is widely developed, like the UK, the recycling rates are really, really poor. So imagine what the situation is like for, you know, the rest of the world, 90% of the world where there is literally no waste management infrastructure. You know, as mentioned, the, the trend is really not looking great and like what we might think. And currently, you know, that translates to the equivalent of a truckload of waste entering the ocean every minute. There's really no two ways to look at it. We are producing, disposing, and wasting plastics at an alarming rate and largely dumping it into the ocean in unbelievable quantities. The kind of numbers where, as an individual, it's hard to comprehend, let alone understand how you can stop it. I remember years ago, I don't remember the year, but that documentary came out called The Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And... It's this, you know, miles long patch of garbage and plastic and whatever it is between California and Hawaii. And everyone was just appalled at it. I don't know how you can't be watching it. 
And you're just thinking like somebody has to do something about this. This is not acceptable for so many reasons. This is Marina Jackman. In addition to being Director of Healthcare and Life Sciences for Providers at Jarrett, a summit-level Salesforce consulting implementation and solutions provider, Marina's a lifelong lover of the ocean, something that has been in her life from... You know what? I'll let her explain it. My name is not Marina by coincidence, but because my dad loved the ocean. He grew up in Sicily, right on a peninsula, and really grew up diving and fishing and around the ocean. And that is how I have my name. Marina has captured a feeling here that I know I've personally felt so many times thinking about this topic, and if you're listening to this episode, I am willing to bet that maybe you have too, and that is, how can I possibly fight back against climate change in any kind of a meaningful way when it's an issue that is so massive and so far above my head? And while we might be limited in what we can achieve on an individual level, outside of civic initiatives such as voting, organizing and encouraging corporations and government entities to more sustainably manage their plastic waste and take profound actions on that kind of a macro scale, a crucial step along the way is changing exactly how we think about the ocean. I actually got really sick free diving last time I went diving and the joke has been that the ocean just didn't want me in it that day. If you have kids, you see Moana, you see the parts where like the ocean's like pushing them out and, you know, and it just reminded me of that. And I was like, well, the, the ocean just did not want me in it today. And, and you gain this like respect for it also because it's, it can be dangerous, right? I love it, but I also totally respect how strong it is and how dangerous it can be. It, it is an environment we are being allowed to be in. And so with that, you need to respect it um, and, and leave no traces, right? So leave it better than when you went in it. And so beyond the diving that you do for fun, people really do take the time to care about the environment that we are being allowed in, right? That isn't our natural environment. It's an environment that we are training to be in and respect the ocean life in it and the vegetation in it, especially around here. There's so many protected areas. So it's it's just very much a topic um, in this community. And so beyond diving and having a good time, the encouragement to do something beyond that and learn about how you can do that is is awesome. And, it, and it's a way to give back to an environment that's giving you so much. It's easy to envision the ocean as endless, vast, and empty. After all, there's so much of it, so many spaces that even with our greatest technology, we are barely able to reach, if at all. But to Marina's point here, that kind of thinking leads us towards the kind of thoughtless dumping of plastic and careless disregard for the myriad of life within the ocean and the way that we depend on it every single day. And if we are going to stop that waste, it means recognizing the severity of the issue, the fragility of the ocean, and just how connected to the oceans we all are, and how immediate that issue of plastic pollution can be. Now that said, while that mind shift is a really vital first step in the process, action has to absolutely follow. Otherwise, we're not really tackling the issue. Let's hear how Emilian puts it. The analogy that we usually like to take is, you know, what would you do if your sink was overflowing? 
what would be the, your first reflex? Would you start mopping the floor or would you go and rush to the tap and turn it off? This is really our goal is to, is to really turn the tap off ocean plastic because our whole goal is to continue to create value out of that material once it's wasted. Once it enters the ocean, salt and sun really degrade it massively and it loses all of its value. So while, you know, um, efforts to collect plastic in the oceans are also important, um, our goal is to really trying to prevent it from entering it in the first place. And I think, you know, beyond the impact on the, on the oceans, livelihoods are also a stake, human livelihoods. You know, around the world, it's about 3 billion people who rely on the ocean in a way or another to live every day. For Ocean Bottle, taking that action meant helping people make environmentalism part of our everyday lives. Ocean Bottle's business model helps address the plastic pollution issue on two fronts, encouraging people to reduce their individual plastic usage by designing a reusable water bottle that functionally fits into people's everyday lives, while working at a macro level to fund plastic collection efforts in local communities. Every single one of our products funds the collection of 11.4 kilos of ocean-bound plastic, which is equivalent to uh, 1,000 plastic bottles in weight. And by doing that, we also help set up uh, much-needed collection infrastructure in, in coastal communities around the world. So we, from the get-go, have incorporated impact in the core of our product. So it's not a marketing gimmick. It's not a philanthropic initiative. It's just baked in the product at the core. So each of our product directly funds the collection of ocean-bound plastic. Uh, and we do that in uh, communities that are critically affected by waste mismanagement. What's really also important to keep in mind is that we use the visual uh, comparison of a plastic bottle uh, to help our community visualize really what we do. But we collect almost every type of plastic and we ensure that it's given a valuable second life. So whether we recycle plastics, um, high value plastic, we upcycle low value plastics or we co-process hard to recycle plastics, there is always a way for us to make sure that it's put back into the system in a way or another. That number, 1,000 plastic bottles, is inspiring in its own right. But when you hear the kind of impact that Ocean Bottle has been able to achieve through their efforts, you truly understand how that work can become outright world-changing. We're really proud of our achievements to date. Uh, obviously, it's only the beginning, but you know, today we've collected over 7.1 million kilos of plastic, which is equivalent to you know over 600 million plastic bottles. So if you were to put that amount of plastic bottles together in a line, you'd be able to lap the planet over 3.2 times. But macro level organizational work like that, it's only part of the solution, right? After all, most of us listening to this aren't gonna go out and launch our own charitable organization. We're individuals asking the question, how do I impact this at a smaller, more personal scale? And for Marina, that meant functional changes in her day-to-day -day life to make everyday errands a little more environmentally friendly. Yeah, so I bought the original one first, and then the big one came out, and I was like, I need to have it. So the original one, that size already has a lid that you can screw off and flip it over, and it looks like a little espresso cup almost. So it's super handy, but I have small children and any mom knows that you're basically lugging around however many bottles you have for however many children, snacks, et cetera. So with this larger one, you know, when I saw it came out, I was like, this, this is it. This is the answer. So now I'm able to 
fill one massive water bottle. And especially for shorter trips to the park or, you know, to the grocery store, it's super convenient because instead of dragging along three water bottles, I can bring this big one. And the kids think it's the best thing in the world to be able to drink water from this little cup. It's a really small thing, but I only have one water bottle to carry around with me now instead of three. That kind of convenience was really built into the design of the ocean bottle specifically to ensure that people could easily bring it into their daily lives as Emilian breaks down here. We spent countless hours designing the product. If you ask the co-founders, I think it's, they spent about 3,000 hours in, with our, uh, our design agency in Norway trying to you know, nail down a, a product that would be both functional and beautiful by design, but also sustainable, right, from the get-go. So, you know, from using 90% recycled stainless steel to making the bottle easy to clean, um, it's dishwasher-proof, uh, but also by making its parts easy to replace if they're broken, no stones were left unturned. And so we basically conducted a what's called a cradle-to-grave life cycle analysis, a third-party consultant, which confirmed that, on average, an ocean bottle product emits throughout its entire lifetime, 3.05 kilos of CO2 equivalent, um, which is, to give you an idea, the equivalent of a kilo bag of rice. And so we basically estimate that if you have no reusable bottles and you're using you know, the status quo of single-use plastic bottles, on average in the UK, uh, based on these figures, um, the footprint of having an ocean bottle is becomes smaller after using it just for three months, which is quite good. And here's the real success of the ocean bottle and really where it serves as an example for people in their daily lives. Once Marina started using it, that sense of sustainability, it didn't just become an active choice. It became something better. It became something habitual, something she didn't even notice she was doing, which meant that that good, forgive me for this, continued to ripple out day after day after day. It doesn't occur to me to go buy a million water bottles anymore, right? So it, it's always where can we refill it? Do we have our water bottles on us? If you thought about how much water we drink, that would probably equate to 10 plus regular plastic water bottles a day. So just by using the water bottles that we have, we're already eliminating that waste. And it, it really didn't take much of an effort at all. And of course, that reusability was also by design with a keen awareness of how do we make this into something that you use so frequently that it becomes second nature and you stop really thinking about it as an active choice that you're making. We're also conscious that a lot of sustainable products are nice, but they end up collecting dust on the shelves because they're either inconvenient or people forget to use them. And so that's why from the get-go, we've incorporated uh, a smart chip at the base of the bottle. And we've developed an app which pairs each ocean bottle owner with um, their unique dashboard where they can um, track their refills easily, but also find refill locations. But beyond the ocean bottle itself, those small, functional changes, the kind of changes you might not even notice in your daily routine, those become something significant over time, especially when we all start to do them together. And as Marina and Emilian break down here, that's the kind of support that can change the world. I mean, we're living in a time where everyone is more open to using 
reusable bags when they go to the grocery store. Like that is a daily thing now. And it wasn't before Uh, here in California, we're using paper straws instead of plastic. So there's all these things we're actually already doing, probably not really thinking about them. And there are organizations that are taking a small chunk, right, of whatever the issue is and doing their part. And so I think that is perfect example of what Ocean Bottle does. So they're preventing it even from accessing waterways that would push the plastic and other things to the ocean. So they're trying to actually solve it and prevent it from the source before it actually gets there. So the answer is there are people that are doing it and there are companies that are doing it. I mean, Ocean Bottle is a really great example of of one that is doing their part in the best way they can. It really goes to show that, you know, to create the biggest change, we don't need a few people doing good perfectly, but we actually need millions doing it simply. Now, I want to zoom in on that phrase for a moment. Millions doing it simply. Because both Marina and Emilian hit on something big with their statements that is both core to the message of this show and extremely relevant to the issue of combating climate change. And that is, we can't do it alone. Building meaningful change, especially on an issue as large, as intimidating as climate change and plastic pollution, it needs support from as many people and in as many ways as possible. It takes millions doing it simply. And that means that it really takes community. For Ocean Bottle, that means supporting local communities, investing in the livelihoods of people working to prevent that plastic from entering into the ocean and building a thriving support network for their families and for their mission. So we've chosen three partners to work with based on their uh, attention to improving collectors' livelihoods and their scale. And so basically collectors are people who are just part, they're community members and they collect plastic from their community and they bring it to uh, you know, a collection hub and a sorting hub where it's weighted and they can exchange that plastic for money, but also they get access to social resources like healthcare, education, uh, mental health support and financial security. But just building a pipeline for plastic cleanup wasn't enough. To make their vision a reality, Ocean Bottle needed to make sure that the work wasn't just impactful, but that it was lasting and, above all else, communal. Our collection partners actively improve the collectors' lives by making sure their wages are regulated, that different types of plastics are collected, but also that workers can get access to social support. You know, transparency is is really key to accomplishing this. So every kilogram of plastic collected at our sites is recorded and tracked via regulated systems. So basically, that means that we know exactly who collected plastic, at what time, in what quantities, and that ensures total transparency of our community's funding. So in turn, we can share that information with our community and celebrate together you know, the accomplishments that we've made to date. What's really critical is that collectors can exchange plastic from their community for money and get you know, access to social resources. Collection sites also provide direct em- uh, employment for local populations, and they become sort of community hubs where you know, individuals can benefit from educational courses, medical checks, vaccines, nutrition kits, you know, drinking water, sanitation stations, and, and many other things. The end result? A community that doesn't just do the work, but that lives the work, celebrates it, and a business model that uses that work to uplift those communities and make a lasting, life-changing impact.
doing this. We've provided income opportunities for over 5,000 collectors and their families. And we've done that in, in over 300 communities across Brazil, Egypt, Ghana, India, uh, Indonesia, Kenya, and the Philippines. But again, you don't need to be a business to make that kind of a difference or to build that kind of a community. As Marina breaks down here, those communities and those ocean cleanup efforts are happening all around you. All you need to do is seek them out. Beach cleanups are everywhere. My husband is getting his master's degree right now and his school on weekends, several times throughout the year, will put together a big beach cleanup for families to go out to. They just pick a different beach every time. So it's very much part of the community. And when you go to any dive shop around here, there's quite a few to pick from. You can go get your certification, just go do your diving. That's what I did at first. But then when you really start investing in the community, you start seeing that there's more to it than that. So there's always conservation classes going on, being sponsored by one of the dive shops. One of them is always doing some sort of beach cleanup or a beach dive cleanup. So you're really just diving to pick things up. And then you know, there's the kelp conservation and, and that takes training classes, but they invest in that. And there really are people that that go and learn how to do that. The thing is, climate change, plastic pollution, ocean cleanup, it's all such a big issue. It's so big, in fact, it can feel easy to think you can't make a difference on your own. I know I've felt that way in the past, but if you take one thing away from this episode, know that you're not doing it alone and that no action is too small to make an impact on the planet. We are all fighting this fight together in service of the planet that has led us in for an all too brief moment. And while one drop of water might not weigh much, if you take enough of them, you do get an ocean. Or as Amelia and Marina put it, I think, you know, plastic pollution is such a, a global problem that we need as many hands on it as possible. Uh, and we really see it as a collaboration effort more than anything else. I would just encourage everyone to never think that they can't have an impact on something. So no matter how small it is, it's one more person doing that thing, doing that action. And so collectively, we really do make a difference. This has been Sustainability at Work. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Amelia Henrod and Marina Jackman for your inspiring stories and for modeling so many different ways that people can make a difference in the world. If you'd like to learn more about Ocean Bottle, head to oceanbottle.co to check out their website. Sustainability at Work is, as always, produced by Jarrett in collaboration with Salesforce. I am Jeff Stormer, your host and producer. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice five-star review on Apple or Spotify, or head to jarrett.com to receive email updates when we drop a new episode. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you again soon. <laughs>